This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hit us up on the phone lines, 800-919-3776. For all my New York City people, rules uh, alternate side suspended tomorrow. Alternate side rules suspended for President's Day. Parking meters are in effect. I uh, just wanted to let y'all know that in case, you know, it's, it's of importance to you. You own a car. You don't got to get up early and move it in the morning. Stay in. Sleep in a little bit. 800-919-3776. Right now, we turn our attention to the NFL. So we bring in my guy, one of the best to do it, especially right now. He's young. He's doing his thing for NBC Sports. He's got the fantasy football happy hour. He's doing Jets pre and post game and Mets podcast for both S or on SNY TV. He's got the, you know, pro football focus, co-host, NFL stock exchange. So he's doing a lot of things. His resume is long and it's impressive. We talk to him right now. His name is Connor Rogers. What up, Connor? Ty, what's up, man? That was quite the intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> man, it's a lot on your resume you got to get to. I got to let the people know everything you're doing out here so they could tune in and, and follow you, especially during not just the NFL season, but you expert in the draft and the offseason. So you're you're a great guy to talk to. I got to start with the most important question that all of the Jet fans like myself want to know, and you're the man to ask. Who's going to be the starting quarterback on the center for this team next year when they're on their way to winning a Super Bowl? Well, if they're on their way to winning the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Now, (laughs) the door is just wide open here. We don't know what Rodgers' feelings are when he comes out of the darkness retreat. I've heard multiple things, whether he's been leaning retirement, which is kind of hard to believe for 110 million reasons, of course, if he did opt to do that. Uh, There's been a lot of rumblings that Green Bay has done with him. They want to move on to Jordan Love. So if Rodgers opts to play, you would think the Jets, despite all the – noise about, hey, would he like New York? Would he be hesitant to go to New York? Which makes sense and adds up a little bit. But from a roster and football standpoint, the Jets are the best option for Aaron Rodgers at this point. If he's trying to win a Super Bowl in, we'll say, these final two years. There's just a lot of logistics to figure out with the cap, with the trade package, and how to work around those things, especially if it's before June 1st, which makes the salary implications a little different. But that's all going to come down to what Aaron Rodgers wants, and good luck figuring that out it feels like anytime soon. And then you had Derek Carr in town this weekend who, listen, Derek Carr is going to have options because Derek Carr is now free agent after being cut by the Raiders. Carr is somebody that has already spent a lot of time with the Saints. I think it adds up for him to play in a dome. They have some talent there. They always seem to find their way around the cap, so they'd be able to pay him despite them being in cap hell right now. And then when you look at the Jets side of things, of course they need a quarterback as well. Carr would be an up. There's no denying that. But I think they're trying to figure out, one, how big of an upgrade. Two, what is that contract going to look like and how does that impact the rest of the roster? Because you need a really good roster around cars. There's no denying that, and especially on the offensive line, which failed this team down the stretch at the end of the year. So there's so many hurdles here, Ty. And then you get into the market that's the unknown, whether it's just Ryan Tannehill going to be available for trade. Do they go even lower than that? This is a very difficult situation for Joe Douglas to figure out. So I, I was feeling good about everything you said about Rodgers and then Karn. Then you gave me Ryan <laughs> Tannehill. So now, now I'm a little spooked out. Is that really a legitimate like alternative? Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill? Here, here's what we know. I, I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo is outside of Kyle Shanahan's system. What I do know about Jimmy G is that he's always hurt. So I don't want any part of that. I've watched 
Jet quarterbacks just get hurt all the time the last two years. And then Ryan Tannehill, there's a reason why uh, Vrabel and company are, are considering you know punting on him. So is, is that really where the Jets want to go, Tannehill or, or Garoppolo? I don't think it's where they want to go. You just have the fear, is that where they will have to go right now? It's more of a worst-case scenario. What if Rodgers comes out, or we'll say he walks away from football, okay? We'll say he doesn't, but he doesn't want to come to New York, which is a fair possibility. Okay, you put the full-court press on Derek Carr. Well, what if the money's the same and Carr, a guy that you know has reacted to pressure in not the best ways at times, I think, and has taken a lot of criticism and might want to go play inside when you think of all the weather concerns, say he goes to the Saints, okay? Well, now you're down to that tier, Ty, and it gets scary. And that's what happens when you miss on a number two overall pick in the draft. You find yourself in these scenarios of tiers where you're bargain shopping, you're turning every stone, right? And is Tannehill available for a trade? Well, he's 35. He dealt with an ankle injury all year. Is Jimmy going to sign here? Well, he's another guy, like you said. He's always hurt, and nobody really knows the status of his health at this point, right? It's always a new injury. Those take a toll on you over time. So you feel like you'd have to have a certified number two behind him that is going to play a lot of football. Nobody wants to go into a season like that. And then I'd call Lamar Jackson a pipe dream just because I'm a believer that there might be a world where he's available because Baltimore doesn't place the, you know, they place the non-exclusive tag on him, which would allow him to negotiate with teams. But I think Baltimore would really prefer to send him, if anywhere, to the NFC. And you look at the Panthers and the Falcons, they make a lot more sense. That would be hard for the Jets to pull off. So you can see why this is just going to be the talk of town until it's not. Can you imagine the Falcons in the span of like 20 years having Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson, how exciting that is? It'd be I, incredible. Let me ask you about this. So I, I am a Jet fan. I, 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 I am objective as much as I can be, but you know, sometimes you insert the passion of, of the fan into it. I look at this team with Aaron Rodgers and I say, okay, clearly the Chiefs are the class of the AFC. Five straight AFC championship games, all that arrow ahead. Mahomes might be the best quarterback we've ever seen, just from a talent perspective. Not as accomplished as Brady, but he's on his way to doing some special things. You look at the Bengals, and it's Joe Burrow, who was just in the Super Bowl, and if he had played the the final half of the season the way he did the, the first half of the season, maybe he's the MVP. So I think those two teams are the class of the AFC if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, is there, a, is there a case to be made that they're in that second tier with, like, the Bills and, you know, assuming the Ravens keep Lamar and then the Chargers and, you know, uh, with Peyton now at the Broncos, they should be in the conversation. Can the Jets at least be in that second tier? Absolutely. I would start to put them there if they figured out the offensive line yeah. in front of him. And there are some pieces. You have ABT coming back. Maybe you re-sign McGovern at center. Maybe Beckton finally stays healthy, and you still have the draft and free agency as well. Let's not forget, Rodgers' cap hit, if he comes here as it stands, would be under $16 million. So out of all of the options, he's actually actually the most cap-friendly, which is kind of funny when you really think about it. It's the cash aspect, which affects Woody Johnson's pockets, not the Jets fans' pockets right now. So, listen, this is a guy that's won four MVPs. He's won two of them recently. He's won a Super Bowl. He was playing hurt last year. So if you have a healthy Aaron Rodgers throwing to Garrett Wilson, giving some life to Elijah Moore, Brees Hall on the way back, an improved offensive line, with that defense, this Jets team beat the Buffalo Bills with Zach Wilson under center. And I get it, right? The Chiefs and the Bengals, they have to be the favorites going into next year in this conference. The Bills are right up there with them. But if you get Aaron Rodgers, you actually have a seat at the table 
to at least be in the competition. All right, so let me shift my focus to the Giants. We were talking to Connor Rogers. So it, it does appear that Daniel Jones is the quarterback preference for the Giants, and they're going to do everything in their power, not to just you know franchise him, but they want to get him on, on a long term extension. Do you do you see Saquon staying here, or or is is there a, a case to be made that he's going to be elsewhere when we start next season? This is where time is of the essence because you have one franchise tag, right? And you know you're going to bring Daniel Jones back. They've basically come out and said that. So let's say Daniel Jones wants $40 million, The Giants want to give him 30 In very, very simple terms, they meet in the middle for $35 million, two and a half years of the contract's guaranteed, whatever it may be. Because Jones likes it here with Brian Dable, which would be a very smart realization on his part when you look at all the coaching changes he's dealt with throughout his tenure as a Giant and the direction that I think that team is going under this new regime. So if you can get that deal done, this is simple. You franchise tag Saquon Barkley, try to figure out a long-term deal that brings the cap hit down, and if things don't work out, you let him play out on the franchise tag. You see if you get another excellent year out of him and revisit the conversation again. If you don't get these talks going with Daniel Jones and you have to use that tag on him, somebody will swoop in and give Saquon Barkley a nice contract, whether he's been hurt or not. It's just too talented, and that's how it's going to go. So this one is definitely a stare down of the hourglass right now where I, I lean 70-30 that Saquon Barkley is back. But there is that little chance where if time is not on their side, can another team get involved? Uh, so I'm watching the Super Bowl, and you know Mahomes puts up 38, and Hertz puts up 35, and to me, it's a message that that we reinforce. It's no longer about defenses winning championships, offense are winning, offensive high-powered offenses are winning championships. It's why you see all these offensive coordinators being hired uh, to become head coaches. The league has changed with all its rules. And I think I look at these these um, these local teams with the Jets and Giants, and I know what the Jets are trying to do to get Rodgers. The Giants, meanwhile, with Daniel Jones, do you think there's a next level he can get to where he can be a team that takes the Giants to the promised land? They get more weapons, and that offensive line continues to improve, and now we've got Dable in year two and Shane in year two You know, getting this roster situated? So I I think there's a next level for him, right? And I think that starts with finding him a true number one wide receiver that he has a go-to target. The problem is I do also think there's a ceiling where, listen, good thing they're in the NFC, right, because it's a much different field than what the AFC gauntlet has when you look at Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's just utterly insane when you think of the talent in there, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC. You look at that conference and go, okay, well, I think Dak Prescott's pretty good quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts is turning into a really, really good quarterback. I'm always afraid of the Niners offense because of Kyle Shanahan. What if they do figure that thing out at some point under center for the long term? I do worry about the ceiling with Daniel Jones. I think he was efficient this year. It was great to see the turnovers go down. He's a guy that's used his legs very effectively, and I think he can and will get better with more talent around him. But Super Bowl quarterback, that's the big question, and that's why Daniel Jones is not going to get one of these contracts that's in the $40 million range per year, I don't think. And I think it's why the Giants, when all is said and done, are going to come out and give him you know, maybe two, two-and-a-half years guaranteed so if that he doesn't reach that ceiling that can get them to a Super Bowl, they can eventually look elsewhere. So it's a tough line to really walk, and I think Jones had improvement this year, but I also don't see him being a guy that puts you completely over the top by himself. 
I know the Super Bowl was was seven days ago, but there's still so many storylines from that that are that are fascinating. It looks like Jalen Hurts, you know, is going to get that big contract at some point, or is he? Because I look, I, Jalen Hurts came into the season a different quarterback than what we're, we're we're talking about him being now. Because he finished second in the MVP, and I think if he didn't get hurt, probably wins it. And especially with how he played in that Super Bowl, going head to head with Mahomes, I get he wasn't playing him one on one, but you know what he was able to do against a really good Chiefs defense. Uh, where do you slot him? It's a two part question. Where do you slot him in your quarterback hierarchy, and what do you see a deal for Jalen Hurts looking like when he finally gets paid? Ooh, that's a good one. Now, number one, you, you, you got to put him in that you know top twelve conversation. I don't care how good the offense is, how well it's called. They got a great offensive line, but he is the engine that goes to the offense, whether it's the ability to you know, rush on the ground game, the ability to get the ball out and lead that team. He does a lot of different things, and he's only getting better, and he has such a good grasp of how to play in that offense. So there's no reason to overthink this one. I, I could see a world where Jalen Hurts hovers around, what, uh, four years, hundred and you know maybe 100, uh, 175 mil or something around that. Mm. I don't think he's going to get to 50 mil a year. That would seem insane. But I think he's somebody that can definitely hover to that 40, 40 plus million dollars a year and see a lot of the deal guaranteed. That's kind of the trend of these contracts right now. We saw Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed. Lamar Jackson is very dug in on getting this guaranteed deal. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have maybe shorter term because you always worry that, about that with guys that take a lot of hits and run a decent amount but a high, high AAV. And I don't think the Eagles will hesitate to reward him with that. Can I ask you a question? Because I'm listening to Travis Kelsey at the podium following the Super Bowl and, you know, all the talks uh, after the game. I think Mahomes even said, like, they're playing this nobody believed in this card. And I'm like, they would, they had the third best odds to win the title. <laughs> like, where, who, who didn't believe in them? I, I just don't understand. Where, where's that coming from? I think some of these guys just need that, and I, I don't <laughs> agree with it. I mean, hey, you do what you got to do to win a title. But after the game, it did seem a little silly at times. It was kind of funny, especially Kelsey, who appears to be playing a WWE character yeah. after wins lately, <laughs> which is very, very enjoyable and very easy way to go viral. But I don't think anybody really doubted the Chiefs. I think people just get more excited about the up-and-coming team. Mm-hmm. You had the Bengals in the Super Bowl last year. You had the Super Bowl favorites for the Buffalo Bills by a wide margin, so maybe they felt a lot of disrespect there. But at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs are going to be one of the favorites as long as Patrick Mahomes is coached by Andy Reid. And you think Patrick Mahomes already is in your top, what is it, top five, top three quarterback of, of all time? Where do you have him so far through five years? Man, I would six say seasons. top five. I mean, he might be number five, but I think when all is said and done, there's no reason he can't be number one. When you look at the trajectory that he's on right now in terms of the start of his career, he's not even hovering near 30 years old yet, the two Super Bowls, the MVPs, the numbers he's putting up, I think we can comfortably say Patrick Mahomes is going to finish his career as at least a top three quarterback when all is said and done. And last one before I get you out of here. I mentioned uh, to start the interview, you also do a Mets podcast on SNY TV. So, you know, the season, about a month away. How are you feeling about your Mets, man? Listen, why not now, right? All that money they've spent, all the big additions they've made. I still think everybody will have the questions. They have enough thump in the lineup, but... If they get more out of the pitching, because we know how much time DeGrom missed last year, if they get more with Verlander and obviously the upside of Senga and you have Quintana on the back end, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the Mets right now. The bottom line is they got to get it done though. They got to get over the hump in the NL East. They got to finally top the Braves to position themselves better in the playoffs. So with this team, it's all about health. They won over 100 games last year, but they got to stay healthy replicate that and produce in the playoffs. Now, this is going to feel premature, but you're my guy, so I do it with all love. I, I am going to send my condolences for another disappointing ending to your Mets season. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you're a hater, Ty. It's okay. I was waiting for it. My guy, you got that Yankees hate in your blood. I respect it. <laughs> my guy, Connor Rogers. Check him out. NBC Sports, SNY TV does a, an excellent job doing football. It got the baseball in there. Connor, really appreciate you joining the show. Have a great Sunday, my man. Always great talking to you, Ty. Thanks for having me, dude. No problem. That's Connor Rogers. We'll talk to him again at some point. I'm I'm looking forward to the the Jets quarterback carousel being over. Can we have, can we get the quarterback in the building already so we can start to plan and project for next season? And boy, if it's Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to be unbearable. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Ty D Butler on Twitter and Instagram. We return talk some football. Jets Giants on the table. We'll get back to the basketball. We'll get back to the baseball. But right now, talking some NFL right now. Uh, Jets quarterback search. Giants Daniel Jones. Looks like he's coming back. Is Saquon going to follow him? But we'll get all into it on these airways right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. On Twitter, we are at Ty D. Butler. Instagram as well. Joe Leo, you're a Jets fan. There is something that would... There is something on the table right now, a possibility on the table that would be an absolute nightmare for you as a Jet fan. What is it? It is. And if, you know, if you're a Jet fan, cover your ears and I, just sit down for me. Or don't, don't be driving while no, you're listening to this. No, please. Pull over to the side of the road. Please. There is a Jet situation that would be the most Jetsian thing humanly possible. Uh-oh. Rogers goes to Vegas. Car signs somewhere else. New Orleans. New Orleans, Carolina, wherever. We're stuck with Ryan Tannehill <laughs> as the opening day quarterback, and that goes how it goes. Sala gets fired, and we have one, I don't even want to say his name, as the head coach of Nathaniel Hackett oh, as the no. head coach next year. Well, because that worked out well in Denver. Oh, it great, and he had Russell Wilson. So just imagine him. <laughs> The Hackett system with with one Ryan Tannehill. Oh my goodness! So like, when when whenever we do this this Jet quarterback carousel, who's going to be the quarterback next year? You dream about Aaron Rodgers. Great, obviously it would be tremendous. There are some Jet fans who you are welcome to call. You're wrong, but you're welcome to call. You don't want Rodgers for whatever reason. Derek Carr, nice alternative. He he had a really good career in Oakland, Las Vegas with the Raiders, and. Just didn't seem to work out. He had a ton of head coaches, ton of offensive play callers. For what it's worth, he, there is a chance he can be better than what he showed it with the Raiders. I would love that. The drop-off from then is significant. You go from Rodgers, even throw Lamar Jackson into the conversation, who I don't know that is going to be available. And as Connor Rodgers said, if Baltimore trades him, maybe he's going to the NFC. But to have Rodgers, Lamar, and Carr on the table, and you end up with Ryan Tannehill, which means that like the Nathaniel Hackett hiring only looks good because you feel like it's like enticing Rodgers to come here. But it, it, if it's Nathaniel Hackett without Rodgers, and we're watching the same head coach 
that was just the overseer of Russell Wilson having the worst season of his career. Yikes. That's ugly. I don't like it, Joe. I don't want it to happen. <laughs> like I'm, it. I'm not. I'm not sitting here, and before anyone calls up and, and says that I'm insane, I'm not rooting for it to happen. But as a damaged Jet fan, that's what I'm. That's the nightmare scenario. Oh, man. That I don't want it come true. But this week, it just seems like Tannehill's name is you know getting more and more traction as the p- potential next Jet QB, and. That just seems like logically, if they don't get Carr, Rodgers emerges from the darkness and picks Vegas or stays in Green Bay or retires. It, we're, we're left with Ryan Tannehill. Oh, man. Heavenly Father, on this Sunday, I'm reminded that you said, ask and you shall receive. Knocking the door shall open. I am knocking on the door, and what I don't want to open is Ryan Tannehill and Nathaniel Hackett. Please, Lord. Please, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's go back to the phone lines. OG Ray is calling from the Bronx. What's up, OG Ray? Hey, I know who you I know. What's up, uh, What's up, Ty? <laughs> oh, it's my guy, you know, Ray. You know, know who this is. I do know who it is. What's up, Ray? Lay it on me, brother. 3835 Kansas City. <laughs> you, all right, so let's be fair. I'll, I'll let you dance and, you know, do what you want to do. Okay. I think you had 3421, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I did. I did. I did, but they still won. They did in the thirties. They did. Okay, so whenever you need a predictor, please take my phone number and call me up. I can predict a lot, man. All right, so let me hear it. Let me hear this. Who's the Jet quarterback next year? And please don't give me Ryan Tannehill. Rogers is out. Oh no. Carr might be in. Okay, but Aaron Rodgers is playing games, man. What's what's going on with well, that guy, he's, bro? Listen, he's going through his his therapy session. It's a darkness retreat. Oh my who God. are we to judge? If he wants to sit in darkness for four days, who the heck are we to judge? Okay, well, I don't think he's gonna sign with the Jets. Oh, I think it's man. gonna be Carl. Or the, what was the other guy? Tannehill. Please come on. Listen, OG. I don't Ray, know. I'm just saying. You're saying you're you are the the predictor. You are the okay. prognosticator extraordinaire. Okay. So, I, I don't want to hear okay, Brian Tannehill coming up. out of your name. Okay, let's coming out of your mouth. So let's do let's do let's do Aaron Rodgers if not Carr. I'll do that. Okay, I love it. All OG. right, sounds predictable. It sounds predictable. Who you got winning the NBA Finals while we, while we have you? We should be paying you for these services. Ooh, who's gonna win the NBA Finals? Yeah, I got Boston in there, of course. Celtics, okay. Who's coming right. out? The, who's... And you want to know who the other team is gonna be? You think? I would love to. I mean, that would. Okay, if I'm saying Boston, and um, I don't know, man. That's kind of tight. I mean, Suns. Are you talking about the East, right? It would be Boston. Boston out the you want East. The West. The West. Who you got? Tell me the Lakers. Lakers? Huh? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> okay. So I, I think it's gonna be Golden State again. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, Golden State. I'll go with that. Oh, that's a, that, a nightmare. And I, I don't know if you're in the no, base. Are, are you a baseball guy at all? Yeah, I'm going for the uh, Puerto Rican WM, WBC. Okay. That's my that's my people. Shout out Puerto Rico. Yes, and I am a, you know, I, I like both teams. I want to tell you why. I'm in the Bronx. I'm stuck in the middle, bro. So let me take the Mets and the Yankees, okay? I'll how, take both. Is that a good deal? Well, but let me ask you a question. If you're in the Bronx, how are you stuck in the middle? The Yankees play in the Bronx, the Mets play in Queens. I know, but here's the deal. Yeah, but my dad grew up a Mets fan, and he was disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> I so know. What do I do? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict my Yankees. They're going right. to take the E. There we go. 
And the National League, it's going to be tough. I think Atlanta's going to take the, the bad division. So Yankees, Braves, a little 96. Okay, I like it, OG. Yo, you have a, right. a blessed rest of your Sunday. We're gonna we're gonna discuss some more. Are you back on next Saturday and Sunday? I'll I'll be on Tuesday night, seven to ten. Okay, so we'll do that. But I'm, I I think I'm doing pretty good as a predictor. You Am are, I man. doing pretty good? You're doing great, man. And I hope that this comes to fruition. I appreciate the call, OG Ray. Have a great rest of your Sunday. He's got right. So he did he did predict uh, the Chiefs were gonna win. I don't want to bust his bubble and say that a lot of people predicted that, but let's 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 have him relish in in, in his prosperity. So he's got the, he had the Chiefs winning. Uh, he's got the Jets signing either Rodgers or Carr. We talked him out of the Ryan Tannehill mess. So he's got the Jets signing either Carr or Tannehill. I don't love the finals because I'm a Lakers guy, so the Celtics. Ah, uh, Warriors don't really care for them too much. So he's got that as the finals, a little rematch. Then he's got Yankees Braves in the World Series. I wouldn't mind that at all. 800-919-3776. We'll get back to your phone calls when we return right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. I am the basketball nerd who's going to watch the NBA All-Star game tonight, even though it might not have the star the star power that we had hoped for. No Steph Curry, no Kevin Durant, no Zion Williamson. Don't think Giannis is going to play. He was supposed to be part of the, what do they call that? That around the world, not around the world. It was the skills competition, the Antetokounmpo family. He was replaced by Drew Holiday because he hurt his wrist. So I don't think he's going to play tonight. I mentioned earlier in the show that Embiid's dealing with a foot injury, so who knows if he's going to play. Loses a lot of his star power, but... I'm excited for Julius Randle tonight because, you know, he's had a tremendous season being rewarded for it. I know the fan base doesn't really appreciate him the way that he should, but it was good to see him in the three-point shootout last night. Didn't really stand a chance, even though uh, I was I was rooting for him, but he'll, he'll be in action tonight during All-Star Weekend. And, again, he's had a tremendous year, and he deserves a lot of credit for it. 800-919-3776. Back to the phone lines we go. We're talking football with Mike on Staten Island, or in Staten Island, I should say. What's up, Mike? What's up, Chai? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Talk yeah. to me. Yeah, you, you you probably don't remember me, but I remember when you started. I I, I, I was on Fanalyst Friday, so I was uh, also on Fanalyst Friday as well. Oh, Robin Lumberg. Robin Lumberg. Yeah, Robin Lumberg. Oh, yeah, what's going on? No question. Yeah. I make it, but you, so uh, your, your line is breaking up. Mike, you there? Can we hear you? I can hear you. You you got me on speakerphone or, or something like that? I need you to take me off a of speakerphone or Bluetooth. I need to talk directly into your phone. Yeah, what's up? So, yeah, yeah you can hear me better now? I hear you now. What's up? Talk to me. So, yeah, I remember you from those days. But, yeah, I just want to talk about this Jets thing right for, for a second. Everybody talks about Aaron Rodgers is the first choice, and uh, somebody from uh, the other guy from Derek the, Carr is, is the second choice. Yeah, Derek Carr. Carr is the second place, and then Tannehill is a disaster. You're better off getting a. They got the 13th pick. Can't they have? They got. A, they have their own draft committee that they draft. Can they put their heads together and get somebody decent for the Jets at 13? 
<laughs> well, they I... found Jalen Hurts at 28, at 32. So, so here's the, the thing. Jets can't find somebody at 13 to run the team. Man, listen, I appreciate the passion and, and all that good stuff. So here's the problem with what you are here. Here's the problem with what you're presenting. One, even if the Jets at 13 can find a great quarterback, diamond in the rough, there's no chance that this current regime has time to develop yet another quarterback. They failed with Zach Wilson. I mean, that was an abomination, and it blew up in two seasons. And it's actually interesting because what we all thought was if Zach Wilson didn't pan out, that spelled the end for Joe Douglas and probably Robert Sala because there's no way you can survive you know, your number two overall pick being that big of a bust where we're comparing him to Jamarcus Russell. Like, it just sets the organization back so many years. We can't have you on board. What worked in Douglas's favor is that every other pick he seems to have hit on. Brees Hall, phenomenal. AVT, outstanding. They both got hurt last year. They're coming back. And he drafted the offensive and rookie, uh, offensive and defensive rookie of the year with uh, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. So he's been able to build this team up to the point where you now afford him the opportunity to get the replacement, get the quarterback in here who can finally end this playoff drought. But you just don't have time to develop. You you can't go through another, all right, let's see through year one what he looks like. Maybe he won't start the season. We'll bring him back and, you know, we'll bring him back halfway through the year. And then year two is when he's going to take the leap. And then year three is when we – no, you, you don't have time for all of that. This current regime, whether the owner wants to come out and publicly admit it or not, has a playoff mandate. If they don't make the playoffs this year, they're getting canned. So that's why you can't go the route of drafting a quarterback. Now, thir- getting a quarterback at 13 is <laughs> it's difficult. But even if it, it, it were a possibility, that's the reason why you can't go there. Let's go to Chris in Huntington. What up, Chris? Hey, how you doing? I'm chilling, man. What's up? Talk to me. All right, before I, I give my take, I just want to say that uh, I'm not advocating for him. He's not my number one choice, but I think the Tannehill hate is a little bit too harsh. Why is that? I, I, I don't think it would be a terrible option. because I mean, he's only two years removed from throwing 33 CDs and seven picks. I think the year before that, he went 22 and six. And he, he was in the AFC championship with a 14, I think it was 14 or something like that, point lead over Mahomes. Like, he's not an absolute nightmare. I think Jacoby Brissett is where we're going crazy. Well, Chris, the the issue with Tannehill, and I appreciate the call, is, so it's, it's a couple of things. When we are entertaining Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, there's a significant drop-off once we get to Tannehill. So I, 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 if we come into the offseason and the best-case scenario is Ryan Tannehill, then maybe you can sell me on him being someone who, you know, to, he didn't take his team to the championship game. That defense was excellent, and he was the, part of the ride. But you can sell me on Ryan Tannehill having playoff experience, him being, you know, not an awful quarterback. Anything would be an upgrade over what the Jets have had the last two years. You can sell me on that if he's the best-case scenario entering the offseason. Once you flirt with Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr, hard to get up from that. Going from a 10 in Rodgers, you know, a 7.5 in Carr to like a 4.5 in Tannehill, 
it, it, it's really tough to sell me on that. It, it, it really is. So I, I think that's the reason why we're not looking at Tannehill. And I said there's, there's two, two parts to it. The second part is you look at the AFC, Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, an improved Russell Wilson, you're assuming, under Sean Payton. Hard to really overcome that with Ryan Tannehill. So you got to play the long game. Are we good enough to compete even in our own division? At the Patriots, I don't worry about as long as Mac Jones is on the center. But if Tua comes back, that offense was humming. Mike McDaniels did, a, did an excellent job with that Dolphins team that got to the playoffs. And then the Bills, you know, they, they every year, last couple of seasons, they've been the favorites because they've been the best team in the division. Are you even able to get out of your division with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback? I don't think so. So that's like one of the reasons why I, the, the, those are two of the reasons why Tannehill, uh, to me, is not a legitimate option. And if you're a Jet fan, you want no part of that. Richard, calling from Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, Ty. I'm here. I'm sorry, Ty. Sorry. You asked who's going to win the NBA title. Yes. Four days ago. Okay. Austin, without Marcus Smart, without Jason Tatum. And without Jalen Brown, in other words, their big three mm-hmm. went into my, uh, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. into Milwaukee, yep. and Milwaukee all, had their big three. Went, and Middleton, yep. Holiday, and Giannis combined for 92. So Milwaukee's big three outscored Boston's big, big three 92 to nothing. Do you know that Milwaukee had to go to overtime to win yes. the game? And Drew Holiday was awesome late in that game. 40 points. Yep. So I would say Boston is your odds-on favorite to win the NBA title. You know, I don't understand the NBA scheduling. The Knicks have been off from Thursday. They'll be off till this Thursday, eight days. They come back and play Friday and Saturday back-to-back. Couldn't they be off seven days and split one day in between? Sure. I mean, it makes no sense. Sure. Makes no sense to me. R.J. Barrett is averaging 19.7. Okay, so mm-hmm. you may end up this year with three guys averaging 20 or more. Never happened on the Knicks. Never. All right. And everybody keeps talking about the trade they didn't make. But we don't know that Brunson would have been as effective if Donovan Mitchell was on the team now. We don't. All right. They would have been better. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if Randall would have been as effective if Donovan Mitchell yeah, would have been on the, the team. The team overall year. would have been better. That's the point. Yeah. We say that, but we don't know if the scoring would have been the same. We don't know all of this, Ty. But the scoring doesn't need this need to be the same. That's the that's the point, Richard. Like the the stats will be what they are. What we know without like it's not even all that arguable with Donovan Mitchell. Here, instead of you know R.J. Barrett and Quentin Grimes, your ceiling is much higher than it is right now. Especially, 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 bring him down for a little bit. Bring him down. I'll let him continue to talk. Especially when you see like what's happened in the East, Miami, not the team we thought they would be. Um, Toronto, not the team we thought they would be in Atlanta. So that those are three disappointing teams in the East. Then you throw in the Nets, who when Kevin Durant got hurt was the two seed, just decided that, you know, they were punting. They traded Kyrie. Not they were punting. They were kind of forced to trade him. But, you know, they traded Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So now it's like become a three-team race in the Eastern Conference with Milwaukee, Boston, and Philly. 
So uh, just imagine you have Donovan Mitchell and you slide into that four spot. Now you're talking about could we win a playoff series, get to the second round. So, so yes, it changes the, the ceiling. It tra- changes the trajectory of your team and it changes the overall feeling of you know what this team can do going forward. Ty, that's revisionist history now. Just look what we have now. This guy, Hart, is fitting in perfectly as our sixth man. He gives us a fourth double-digit scorer. And with Quigley, that gives us five double-digit scorers every night. You can't do much better than that. Yeah, but you don't have a star, Richard. The the thing about the NBA, you've been watching the NBA your entire life. You need a star, especially come playoff time. You need someone, you need a star to go at Tatum, to go at Giannis, to go at Embiid. Donovan Mitchell was on cleat. Like, you need a star. That's going to that's gonna win playoff rounds. All yeah. I'm saying is give this a chance. Uh, the Knicks are ascending right now. They're playing great ball. This looks like a great combination. Ty, basketball is a team game. It always was. Yes, the best players usually is the best team, but that doesn't mean the best players will win. So if you have the right combination playing the best at that time, they can be do they can do damage in the playoffs. Richard, I love the that. way the Knicks look right now. And Thibodeau looks like he's fine tuning everything, giving playing time. Mitchell Robinson will be back. They're gonna have an abundance of players, which is great. And these young kids that are playing in these future games, whatever they're doing now in the NBA All Star break, this will give these guys Grimes and these young kids, Sims, all these guys more and more confidence. The Knicks are in a good good position. I wouldn't look back and say what we didn't do five months ago. It doesn't matter. What we have right now is what we're going to go to war with. Let's just hope for the best. Well, I appreciate the call, Richard. Pleasure. Thanks. Appreciate the call. And next, listen, you should feel good if you're a Knicks fan. And we'll talk about that coming up, about where you are compared to where you were supposed to be. I, I think when we on this station bring up the Donovan Mitchell trade, it's because... What we realize is, yes, you you can be a fun team. If you get into that 4-5 matchup, maybe you're beating Cleveland. I don't think you will, but maybe you have a shot. What we do know is you need a star. In the end, you need a star. As, As good as Randall and Brunson have been all year long, they're not stars. And stars are difference makers in the playoffs. There is a reason why the Celtics... Got to the finals last year. It's because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown emerged as stars. Where, by the way, remember halfway through the season, folks were talking about got to break them up. They're not going to be able to get to that next level. Then they get to the finals. Those are legitimate stars. There's a reason why you know Giannis and the Bucks won a championship. Because Giannis is a legitimate superstar. Embiid, MVP candidate. He is a star. And the reason why they traded for Harden is because Harden in his prime was a star. Now, he's become a different player, but all throughout the East, there are stars, and the Knicks don't have any. So that's the problem. We'll talk more Knicks coming up uh, and, you know, go back to the baseball and football as well. Ty Butler going until 7 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Could you imagine... <laughs> finding out that your your child is pregnant watching the Super Bowl. What a phenomenal performance. And I, I thought last week we did a great job just playing nothing but Rihanna for three hours leading into the Super Bowl. And she faced some criticism. They didn't enjoy the performance. She didn't move enough. She's pregnant. Come on, guys. What do you expect? She put the bangers out. So I was excited to see her on stage for the first time in seven years. And I thought 
uh, she was marvelous. And we saw uh, she got more viewers than the actual game. Rihanna's, Rihanna's performance got more viewership than the actual game, which, you know, I, it's not all that surprising. A lot of people are tuning in just for their, you know, they call it the Rihanna Bowl. So she got a, a, a 108.7 million during her halftime performance, whereas the game got a buck 13. Now, some of that is crossover, obviously, but it was good to see her out there. I thought she did a phenomenal job. 800-919-3776. Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram. Back to the phone lines. We go to the Motor City, Detroit. We talk to Rasheen. What's up, Rasheen? What's up, kid? Uh, how you... <clears throat> How you doing? Can you hear me properly? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on? Okay. Um, I was going to say my my name is pronounced Super Rasside, but let me put you on speakerphone because I'm getting feedback. That's that's pronounced Super Rasside. Okay. I dig it. Let me hear what you got to say. It's all good in the hood. Thank you, brother. Let me say Happy Black History Month. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that's a happy Black History Month to, to you and to the African-Americans in, in, the, in the United States and also to the rest of the United States that wants to learn our history as well because it's all going to help out the United States of America uh, as a collaboration. Absolutely. So, so now let's get to the focus. No, let's get to the All-Star game and then the Lakers. So I'm going to talk NBA and then quick NFL. So let's get to the All-Star game. Building up to the All-Star game, you're absolutely correct. They need to have those G leaguers. They need to have they need to have some uh, some, some some outside ballers from from street basketball, Lamelo Ball. Imagine if they had Lamelo Ball from the G League, yeah. you know, participating in some of these uh, uh, th- uh, situations, going building up to the game. Yes, that sir. would be phenomenal, incredible, and excellent. Now, getting to the game, we need four pointers uh, implemented into that game because. That might be the blueprint to seeing how four pointers is going to work in the in the NBA, you know. So that will make the game more exciting and all that good stuff. And, you know, I, I want to see those four pointers because I want to see the game. I want to see them, them get that much more closer to getting two hundred points. Can you believe it, man? Two hundred points. <laughs> so, now let me say this: as far as who I want to win, I, I think it's still going to be exciting because you got LeBron, uh, which which I'm rolling with LeBron and them. You got LeBron. You got um, wait a minute. You got a whole bunch of other individuals. Well, you got Jimmy. You got Jimmy Butler over in the East. That's my homie too. So, man, I got I got to rethink that. But I, I think I'm gonna roll with the West. So my whole point is this: there are still plenty of superstars uh, left over to make this a, a great game. And the, the All Star Game has always been the basketball All Star Game has always been much better than all other All Star Games. So. It's not really too much can really hurt. It can really hurt or hinder it. Now, if you want to make them play even more competitive ball, you have to, you know, bring in some incentives, maybe some fundraisers or giving giving out money to people fund uh, charities, and then that makes them even play even more competitive. But as far as I'm I'm concerned, the star power is looking great over there thus far. Now, let me get to the NFL. I got a quick question to ask you. For the NFL, Kaepernick. Now, it being Black History Month, we need to hold these GMs, these African American GMs, accountable. We need to say, you are a Black African American GM, and you have not given Kaepernick a tryout, a fair tryout. 
Now, even if you give him a fair tryout to be a third-string quarterback, you do it because you are African-American GM. This man has been blackballed, and you need to stand up as an African-American GM, which there are about seven of them, starting with Brad Brad Holmes here in Detroit for the Lions. They should be ashamed of this. They They should have been stood up and said, I will give this man a tryout, a fair one. And he deserves that. He he deserves thirty-two tryouts. Absolutely. But, Look, yeah, I, but, I I appreciate the call. I'm running up against the clock, and I want to address a lot of what you said. I appreciate the call. Listen, I I I've come on these airwaves plenty of times and said Kaepernick deserve to be back in the NFL. There there is no reason why, at least like to your point, he he couldn't even get a tryout. Like, we watch the NFL every week, and we see what the quarterback play looks like. Look, we're living here in New York. We see what the Jets have looked like. And to say that Colin Kaepernick wasn't as good as the, the worst quarterbacks in the leagues where, where you know, it, it, it warranted him getting an opportunity, no, it's, it, it's, it's a travesty. I, I, unfortunately, I feel like we're too far removed from the last time we saw him in football for that to ever be a possibility. And it sucks. I don't know if I can necessarily put it on the GMs because in the end, ownership has to sign off on it. They're going to call it a distraction. So the GM is not going to get the final say. But I'm with you as far as Kaepernick. He should, he should have been in the, in the NFL. Uh, as far as the, the All-Star game, would it be fun to see four-pointers? Sure. I, I don't want to see that trickle over into regular season basketball where we're now making a gimmick of this whole thing. And look, I've got an appreciation for the unlimited range that these players have now. I don't want to see four-pointers in basketball. Now you're changing NBA history with when it comes to scoring. It's just, I don't think it's good for record books and the, you know, the history of the league to, to mess with scoring. You said Jimmy Butler, by the way, uh, you know, you're someone you're rooting for. He, he's not an all-star this year. The all-stars in the West, um, you have LeBron, You've got Luka, you've got Jokic, you've got John Morant, Laurie Markkinen. Uh, they were voted out in the West along with Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron uh, De Fox, SGA, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dame Lillard, and DeMontis Sabonis. In the East, you've got Giannis, Tatum, Mitchell. Uh, Kyrie was voted in, obviously. He's a member of the Mavs now. Kevin Durant, Embiid. And uh, B is going to replace KD as a starter. Morant's replacing Steph Curry. Markin is replacing Zion. But in addition to that, in the East, you had Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, Pascal Siakam, Anthony Edwards. Um, and, yeah, that's all you have for the Eastern Conference. Anthony Edwards in the Western Conference. But that those, those are the rosters. And, and tonight I think it's going to be cool because you have the draft taking place between an hour and a half and 30 minutes before the game. So that should be exciting. The only wrinkle is now they're going to draft reserves first before they do the starters. But we're up against the clock. We'll be back with hour number three as we march towards 7 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN.